are going to have a different format this first semester of Insights. Um, but before we get started, I want everybody to introduce themselves in case you haven't been with us before. I'm Angie, and this is... I'm Terry. I'm Suzanne. And, and I'm Rosemary. <laughs> and we are already talking over each other, so welcome to the Facebook sisters. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> this is what yeah. we do. Yeah. So this year, we are going to be doing something really kind of out of the box, a lot different than we usually do. We're going to be watching videos by Dr. Chris Miller from Cedarville University. Um, and then we're going to talk about the information that he shares with us in his videos. They're actually lectures um, at the college. So I think it's going to be pretty fascinating. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. I really have um, enjoyed it. It's a different perspective, and it really opened my mind and my heart to seeing um, the Word of God in a, in a new way. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, so let's get going. Okay. Yeah. If you want any more information on this, you can go to insightsbiblestudy.org. Um, hopefully we'll have all kinds of links to all kinds of resources for you, but it will certainly take you to um, Dr. Miller's lectures. Yeah. I, I wanted to encourage people. These are university level lectures. You will get some really good information, but they're not going to be over your head. He's a very good instructor, and it's fun being in his class. Yeah, so. it was, he was very down to earth, and it was yeah. funny. Yeah, very engaging. Yeah, but but some some good university level ideas in here and um, ways to look at the Bible. Well, you know, we've studied Genesis before, um, mm -hmm. and we were very in depth. You know, we got down into the scriptures, and we really kind of chewed all that up. But this is a bigger view. This is the big picture um, of why we're even studying anything um, because and this is where God introduces himself to man. We're not just going to be in Genesis through this whole study. We're going from Genesis through Deuteronomy and taking a look at that. So if you were with us before and you did Genesis and you are thinking, oh, we just did that. I don't want to stick with us because there's a lot more than just a Genesis repeat. Yeah. And this, this time when we talk about Genesis, um, we are talking from like a 30,000 feet kind of view. Whereas before we were looking at like the three foot view, we were digging in and now we're taking this overarching view of what it looks like. And if you go to the cedarville.edu website, um, you can find all of this entire course on the website. It's called Old Testament Literature and it's free. So you don't have to sign up for anything. You don't even have to put your email address in. You can just go and click. You're not going to be on anybody's mailing list. Um, but this whole entire class that he does is online and we are not going to hit every single lecture that is listed on the website, but he does start out the whole class with something called an Old Testament walkthrough and it's about 10 minutes and it's really cool because we are taking the speedboat approach all through the Old Testament. Yeah. Um, so we got the fast pass. Yes. Yes. So that is, that's kind of what our semester is going to look like. Um, we're going to have a, well, we will talk a little more in depth about what his lectures are on. Um, but please understand that he is a college professor who does this for a living. <laughs> we ain't. Mm -hmm. So 
<laughs> you are, um, you're going to catch the layman's view when you're <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> yes. That's fair. And it's so, I feel a fractal coming on. So when we were studying Genesis, fractals, F-R-A-C-T-A-L-S, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the, the smaller, as you go smaller and smaller into like a snowflake, the whole is revealed. And so it goes, as you go to more of a microscopic level, which is what we did the last time we were in Genesis in some of these books. And then now we're starting from the small one and we're going, and it also works, fractals also work out in the universe. They can find them in that. So it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's like, we're seeing these different perspectives. And one part of that is just talking about how the word of God is alive and active. You can study this over and over again. You can have different perspectives, different insights, and know, learn different things about God everything you, every time you go in. So it's never wasted. And it's really not a repeat, although a lot of times people might think it is. Um, but what we're really trying to focus on or be aware of this semester is what does this tell us about God to see that? And then in Suzanne's term, Suzanne's Who cares? Who, Who cares? cares? <laughs> we were why, does it, why does it matter what God says? Why does it matter um, all of this stuff, this historical stuff, this like big, deep theological stuff? Like who cares on the average Tuesday when you are getting the mail, when you're standing in line at the grocery store, when you have had it and you're about to pull your hair out waiting at the stoplight that nobody has crossed through for the last three signals. Like, who cares? What does this matter? So we're going to talk about that too. Like, why does this make a difference? And how does this make a difference in my everyday life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so, and that's interesting when you said that we have studied the Bible from a historical perspective. Last time from a very scientific perspective, right? And we often will do it from moral perspective. But this is I, I've never completely looked at it from who is God? And, and that's the theological perspective. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So we want to learn something about who he is. And we are going to learn something about who he is. Yeah. And we are going to figure out why we do care. Yeah. Why <laughs> that's right. That will be the mystery through the entire semester. Yep. Who cares? The first time I said, who cares? They all, everybody, Rosemary, Angie, and Terry all just kind of looked at me like. <laughs> Listen. We were ready to go over and have an intervention. Angie was, Angie was laying hands lady? on her screen. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like this lady is so fired. She is. <laughs> we are going to unvoluntold her from this position. So. <laughs> Poor Terry's just lifting her hand going, I kind of, I care. I do care. <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really yeah. like when you are going through this, and maybe I'm just super cynical, but sometimes I'm like, I have so much coming into my brain that I cannot process and retain something if it is not applicable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's really what it comes down to is we want you to know that this All of the New Testament, or excuse me, all of the Old Testament is applicable, and it does matter. And you will have people that tell you, you don't need to worry about the Old Testament. You don't even need to read the Old Testament. It doesn't matter. That's the old law. Jesus came. None of it matters. And that's not the truth, because it does matter. And Jesus said it matters, so you can count on it. Yep. 
would yeah. be like picking up a book and just reading the last half. Basically, any any book, you'd be lost. So mm-hmm. from the very mm-hmm. beginning of the Bible, God is revealing who he is to mankind. And the reason why he's doing that is because he wants to develop a relationship with us. Mm-hmm. So I think if we keep that in the front of our mind, that this is not just something to study. He's not just some cosmic force out there that we're trying to dissect and get information on. We're, we want to know who he is because he's told us he wants a relationship with us. And so the only way you can build a relationship is to spend time together. Um, and for us, that means spending time in his word um, and, and allowing him to speak to us through that word um, and reveal who he is to us that way. Because he's, that's the true God. The God who's revealed through Genesis, from Genesis to Revelation, is the true God. And so it is important for us to understand that this is one of the ways, the biggest way he's chosen to communicate to us is through his word. It's still like the number one best-selling book in the whole world. I think that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so people do get that. They do understand that there's really something special coming out of that. Um, so hopefully you'll have as much fun with that kind of stuff as we do. <laughs> when I was a kid I never would have thought that I would be in conversation on a regular basis with someone who was like having fun in the bible like (laughs) so fun be like "Uh uh-uh yeah it's not so fun but it is it's super cool well I loved in Dr. Miller's lecture the first he said you know everybody wonders about what it's going to be like for eternity right you know, are we going to be sitting on a, our own cloud with a harp just playing music? Or is it going to be like one big, long church service forever? And he said, neither one of those appeals to me very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he talked a lot about um, God's intentions for us, you know, his plans and his purposes. Um, and I loved the thing you talked about exploring and discovering and creating. What did he make man in his own image for? if not to do those kinds of things. And that got me mm-hmm. all excited and revved up. Even at 65, I'm thinking, okay, I'm ready for a little of that. Yeah, it never occurred to me to imagine and consider and ponder what the original plan looked like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't even occur to me to do that. And that, and that it could be a clue to what, he, what the end plan is too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that, I like, that was the okay. thing that hit me the most was I was fascinated by just that concept of like, um, if you haven't watched the message, like if you haven't watched the class, it's Genesis one through three, watch it or listen to it. Um, it's cause it's, it's fascinating. And Dr. Miller brings up all of these big questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does ask, he says, you know, just imagine what it would have been like originally for Adam with his intention had he not taken the apple, had we not separated and broken that relationship and we were still in Eden, what would that even look like? What would that look like in today's terms? Well, right. I he even talked about discovering things like inventing the wheel and learning how to fly. And, you know, we've done those things since the fall. I mean, God created us with that kind of imagination. Um, and that kind of ability to uh, 
um, to project our imagination into reality. Um, so what would it have been like, yeah, if, we, if there'd never been a fall? And from the very beginning, what would the earth have looked like in the first 200 years if man had just concentrated on fulfilling all those great dreams that God had for us of inventing, exploring, um, mm-hmm. and all the other things that he had out there, all the adventures we would have had. Mm-hmm. The other well, thing, oh, go ahead, Terry. No, you go ahead. Um, I was going to change topic. What are you going to do? <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, when you think, I have always been like, in awe of God, when I look around at the beautiful things that he put here. So these are the beautiful things that we have now. So what, yeah, what could the garden have been before mm-hmm. the earth no longer gave its best and most bountiful stuff? So I, I, I have a couple of perspectives on that. And it's just kind of, I'm going to do a very fast overview of one to three. God creates the earth. God creates Adam. Then he creates Eve, and he's doing this all for the purpose of relationship. And so that, um, and and the other one is for Adam to rule over the earth, right? And then there is the fall. And so that's pretty much a quick, very quick summary of one to three. <laughs> one of the things that was in that garden was the uh, tree of good and evil. And I was the knowledge of good and evil, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And it was, um, Dr. Miller said something, he goes, and this is a real loose quote. But um, God's saying, no, I determine what's good and evil, not you. I liked that too. And that was really important to me. And then I started thinking, it, it, it has to be in context. It can't just be a tree that's going to give you this. Because God has the good and evil in perspective of what he knows about Satan, in perspective of all this other stuff. And that tree didn't give you that necessarily, right? We now have that knowledge of good and evil. Do we pay attention to it? No, we do evil. Right, so it, it it's important that yeah, the tree would give you that information, but doesn't make you God, and that was a part of what Satan was trying to trick um, Eve into yeah. with that. So, a lot of good new perspectives on that, and I was thinking as I'm listening and just kind of reading back through it, and it, all the words that we're using in the creation um, separation. Um, there's an energy, there's a movement, there's a flow. I mean, not necessarily ones that are in the scripture, but how we describe the creation story. Those are God. Those are the same words we'll use about God. He has this movement about him. He has, he can take things and separate. Um, he can create order. He has a perspective. He is God, you know, and, and just, how just even those terms that we use to describe that creation also describe who God is. Like he made it for provision. He created this earth for us for provision. Um, and he's a God who provides. It's all it there. wasn't just for like beans and rice kind of provision. It was for provision for imagine the best meal that you have ever had in your entire life. The, like for me, that's like the best ice cream that I've ever had in my entire life. Imagine what that is. Mm. And then knowing that, that that is dimmed from what the potential was um, yes. and how, yeah. how that was created to be. Um, and that it's not just provision of you have this little shack and rice and beans and go live and work and just survive life, but provision of like, 
um, beauty and creativity and um, just all of these wonderful, amazing things too. So. I like that beans and rice thing. Like it's not, he didn't give it to us and it's good enough. Hmm. It's just good enough. No, No, he gave it to us as abundance and fulfilling. Yeah, even the word satisfaction, like after you've had a good meal, you have that satisfied. Well, there's that holiness that's never satisfied unless we have God. Mm -hmm. Never get satisfied. And we'll actually talk about that more next week. Is mm-hmm. what we one of the things that we'll talk about next week, but because someone's done her homework. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone read ahead a little bit. Um, anyway, Yay. oh, <laughs> in class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, the one of the greatest ways that um, I have been able to process this whole series is. Um, Like when I'm walking in the mornings, I listen to it while I'm walking because each of his lectures is between like 30 and 45 minutes, I think. And you can just get a couple miles in right in there. And um, it really is a great way, especially if you're walking like at at a pace, you know, if you have a pretty consistent pace, then it's a good way because you're the way your body moves helps you to retain information. If you're moving at it like a, on a regular rhythm, So if you can listen to it while you're taking that rhythm or like maybe Mm -hmm. you're on a rowing machine or a bicycle or something like that, like it, there's been studies that have showed that that actually helps you to maintain the information that you're processing. So get out there and spend some time listening while you're moving your body. Mm -hmm. So So, wait, let's answer that one question. Who cares? Why should we be doing a study like this? How does that help us? How does this change us? Okay. (laughs) I'll tell you what. I'll. He springs these questions on us. Well, I mean, you like, um, well, um. (laughs) So, okay. So I'm, I'm, I don't have the super answer, and I don't know that any of us does, but as we know more and more who God is, this is for me. When I'm meeting people and when I'm with people in my life and I know who they are more and more and more, I begin to trust them and I begin to rest in who I actually am, who I am, who I'm made to be. I, um, I connect with who I authentically am. And that's true as I get to know God. I can rest knowing that I don't have to change the world. He's got it. I can rest knowing that I can see evil. And he's got it. I can rest in knowing that the people I'm looking at are, image, are made in the image of God. And he's got it. And so as I know more and more about him, as I look at this perspective, and as like, can I trust him? Because I don't know if death was a good plan. I don't know if if evil was a good plan. And it's like, as I study that, it's like, but I, he's got it. I'm just getting a tree perspective. I'm not God. I'm just, you know, I'm just making it from that one bite of that apple from that tree. He has the whole thing covered. And so for me, how that changes my life is I, I just kind of rest and go, he's got it. So I don't know about you guys. I think that's something. You know, I, I, I think one of the things is um, in Genesis 1, it talks about God on day one through three. 
how the earth was void and there was, you know, there was nothing and, and God formed it and then filled it day one through six. He formed it and then filled it. And, and that's, um, again, knowing that he did that out of love and the beauty of it and, um, goodness and, you know, goodness toward us. And also that, um, he's setting a pattern for us. So from the very beginning, he's for us. So he has set the pattern. Okay. You, these things are formed and filled. You need to do your life the same way that I did. And these, you work and then you rest because I rested. This is a good pattern for you to follow. So he's setting us up for, um, oh, I, I lost my word, the opposite of failure, <laughs> success. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's setting us up for success in this awesome world that he has built, and he's showing us how to go about it. He doesn't leave us to flounder helplessly. Oh, they'll figure it out. No, he does it and shows us how to do it. So that's one reason I care, because he cares for me. Mm-hmm. I think about the the who cares question, like why does it matter? If you're not a believer, if this is um, something that you're just kind of listening to and processing, and if you don't believe um, that God is good and that God is for you, and if you think the Bible is just this historical book, um, then that's okay. It really is okay right now. And we want you to know that um, the reason, the who cares for you So why does this make a difference to me is maybe the fact that you are building that relationship and that you are getting to know God and that you are um, starting to see some of the things that he says and that are true. And um, like Rosemary, you talked about being in relationship and getting to know someone. And until you are in relationship and you know, like the person's history, right? That's when you know you are in relationship and when you are known and when you are seen. And so sometimes we have to have that head knowledge before our heart can connect to that. And that's okay because it's a process. Um, And maybe that's why you're listening. And maybe that's why it matters to you is just so that you can get the head knowledge and your heart can process that. Um, So, and this is a safe place for you. We want you to know that. We want you to know that we have big questions and we have big doubts and we are, we are all in relationship with God and we are all in relationship with Jesus and one another. But um, we've all had those big questions. Like really who cares? Why does this matter? Um, And just, if you're in the head knowledge space, just know that um, we're praying for you, which sounds real church lady ish. My kids are always like, mom, you're the church lady. Um, But (laughs) it's the truth. And um, it's not going to hurt you. It's only going to do you good. So um, just know that that sometimes you have to have that head knowledge before that heart knowledge can kick in. And that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, what do you think, ladies? Is that a pretty good summary of our first Genesis 1 through 3 quick overall summary? That summed it up pretty well. I'm, yeah. I'm good. So awesome. Well, next week when you listen to us, we're going to... Um, We're going to be just a little bit different because we will have, um, if you follow from insightsbiblestudy.org, you can download the homework and there are small group questions and there are homework questions. And starting next week, we'll have some homework questions. Um, It's about 15 or 20 a week ish. And we'll just talk through kind of what we have learned through the homework and um, 
So we might not be quite as scattered next week as we are this week. But we might be. No guarantees. No guarantees. But then again, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Why does it matter? So anyway, somebody want to pray for us as we uh, process the who cares of the week? <laughs> pray for us. Great. Hi. Father, we love you so very much, and we cannot even express how grateful we are for the love that you have shown us. Um, what kind of endeavor was it to create the Bible so that we would have that part of you, your own words, to study and to live with and to wonder about? And all of that, Father, you did for us to reveal yourself to us so that we could know you more, know who you are, what your intentions are towards us. Father, we love how open and transparent you are. Um, while we understand that there are certainly mysteries that we're never going to know, um, you've sure told us a lot about yourself and how much you love us, that you have plans for us and good plans, um, that you care about everything that impacts our lives and that you want to be a part of that, um, that you want to be a loving father towards us. So, Father, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you that we've been able to um, look at your word and take it in. Um, thank you for Dr. Miller and for Cedarville University um, for giving us um, this new perspective through this study. We're very grateful for that, Lord. And so, Father, I just ask your blessing on each and every one who's listening today. And I thank you, Father, that we can share your word with each other in the way that you allow us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>